Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Hope you're having a good Wednesday already. Mary Alice and I have been talking and will continue to talk all this week about the joy of being forgiven. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, sin is a reality in all of yes. our lives. Yes. And it, 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 of course, displeases the Lord and it breaks our own heart when we sin. I, I, Christian sin, non-Christian sin. But the difference, I believe, in knowing Christ is, is our own sin breaks our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And David, as we've talked about on Monday and Tuesday, David has fallen into a deep, area of sin in his life. It, it had metastasized, it was adultery, and unfortunately committed the awful sin of murder. And he's dealing with the pain, the guilt, the consequences of sin. But the reason why we've oscillated uh, Psalm 32 for our, our thinking this week on Noah's window is that David has passed it and he's talking mm -hmm. about the joy of being forgiven. And I find that really beautiful. I, I mentioned at the tail end of yesterday's Noah's window that you and I have known a lot of people who are Christ followers and they have gotten close to God, but they often are pained by something, something that the they did mm -hmm. 30 years ago. And it's like they feel like somehow I can't let this go because God doesn't want me to let it go. And yet in reality, God wants us to be forgiven, cleaned, mm -hmm. and he wants us to move on and live for him without the specter of the past hanging over our head. So we've already looked uh, at Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2 where David is saying twice the joy, what joy I have for being forgiven. But now, Mary Alice, we're going to look at verses 3, 4, and 5 because David is going to go back in his head to what life was like before he confessed his sin to God. He's mm -hmm. going to talk about that, that ugly window of his life mm -hmm. where not only had he done wrong, but he's doubling down and right. he's refusing to deal refusing. with it. So mm -hmm. let, me, let me just pick up verse 3. David said, When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned, all day long. Now, the word that stands out to me is the word refused. Because mm -hmm. David said there was a season in his life where he refused to confess. Uh, what do you think about when you that think about like that? That sounds like stubbornness. And yeah. I think, you know, at this point in time, David was enjoying some measure of, a good measure of power and success. Yeah. I mean, he'd had a rough go of it, and now he's well-established as king. He's had great success. And so when these things happened, I think, you know, it's human nature. Uh, first of all, I think he could, he, he thought he could get by with hiding it, but we haven't yeah. really talked about this, but Nathan called him out. So at that point, he knows that God knows. Yeah. He knows. And I think our human nature wants to rationalize or excuse what we did. Like, it can't be that bad. Yeah, well, I think you're spot on for this because when he said he, he, he refused to confess, only one of two possibilities is there. Either he knows it's sin and he's like, I'm, I did it, so there. Mm -hmm. Or he doesn't He doesn't believe it's sin. You know, because mm -hmm. I think, just like you said, he could have rationalized this and he could have said, kings do this all the time. Right. You know, to take mm -hmm. a woman who's... And soldiers die all the time. And soldiers die all the time. Well, he yeah. he said that. Yeah, he said That's that. what mm -hmm. he said to his general. Yeah. He said, people die. Mm -hmm. well, that's so cold. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, uh, I refuse to confess my sin. In effect, and this is kind of painful to talk about, but David's like, I'm in control here, God. So, mm -hmm. what different? You know, whatever you think about this, what difference does it make? Mm -hmm. But then you see in that same yeah. verse with that the hand of conviction, and that I think that's really a confirmation of a relationship. 
you know, if if he wasn't groaning, if he was, if we didn't have that part, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. People who have that kind of sin in their life and they're and they are flipping about it, mm-hmm. and they don't feel any conviction of the Holy Spirit, that would be a very dangerous place to well, be. Well, David didn't think he was going to have to deal with guilt. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you and I have talked about this for several days now because I want to look at these two lines. My body wasted away and I groaned all day long. That is guilt in and guilt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old translation said his bones mm-hmm. wasted on the inside. And when I, when I hear that, it's like guilt was having an effect on his body on his emotions. So he couldn't stop guilt from coming in, but then he said he groaned, which mm-hmm. now guilt is gonna come out. And Marilis, how many times have we seen somebody living with guilt, it came out in the way mm-hmm. they, they talk to other people, treated other people? Absolutely, because they'll, they'll become a lot of times very defensive, yeah. very overbearing. Angry, um, maybe? Angry, and this is nothing that's ironic, I think, that you and I have observed over the years, and you pointed it out to me. Very often people who are guilty of something in particular will go and find other people and and point out their guilt of the same thing that they're guilty of. It's that's a really true. strange Oh, argument. yeah, yeah, because I think you see this in legalism a lot of times, mm-hmm. because as we just said, and again, I, you know, I know maybe I've gone across the line in, in my reaction, but sometimes I've told you, I wouldn't tell anybody else, but I would hear somebody that was like over the top, that's all they talked about. All they, talked, all they about, talked about. And I used to say, gosh, I'm worried mm-hmm. about this person that it could be. I remember years ago I was counseling and uh, a man and a woman were in my office and this woman was talking about her husband accusing him of things that he might be guilty of. And I remember I dismissed her husband and I looked at her and I said, do you want to tell him or do you want me to tell him? Mm-hmm. Because I knew at that point. Well, she was accusing she, him of, she exactly, was guilty of. Exactly, yeah. had a particular ring to it. Yeah. So guilt in, guilt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and David now is saying, when I was in that season, like we talked about yesterday, David was like I was in a prison. Um, and one more time, I want to read verse three, when I refused. And again, that has to do with his will. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Guilt in, guilt out. But that's not his only problem. He's not just dealing with guilt. He's, God is beginning to turn the heat up on David and he will do that in a Christian's life. It's not that God is punishing us, no. but he's correcting us. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. And he said, my strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Mm. Well, God does not punish us like a criminal, but he does discipline us like parents discipline children. And and you've always said to me, you can always know God's discipline because it's always corrective in nature. It's not punitive, it's corrective. He, He always wants us to get back on the right path in the right relationship. Oh, this is maybe going a, maybe a side direction here, but I got to be honest, there have been seasons in my life where I've known that God was correcting me. I mean, I didn't fall into the things that David fell into, but my heart would be cold or maybe I would just get my attitude to wrong t- toward the Lord and there would be correction in my life. And here's the one thing I've always known. When God is correcting you, he will make it very clear. Mm-hmm. You know, in the times, and in the, in the, there have been few seasons. God uh-huh. is so tenderhearted and so merciful. Very few seasons in my life where I felt the correction of God, but it's like he always makes it clear, this is what's going on. These are not natural mm-hmm. consequences. Okay. All right, let's look at verse five because it's the last verse we're gonna look at today. 
Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. Okay, Morales, I really want to ask you about this. The word finally there is a time word. It indicates a period of time. Yeah, finally, because evidently there was a long period of time. Why do you think it took David so long to come to the place, especially going through what we just read? He's going Mm -hmm. through all this pain. He's guilt in, guilt out, the discipline of God. Why did it take him so long to deal with this? I think, I mean, I don't know, but I think a lot of times when people are in a situation like that, we think time will just make it go away. (laughs) If I wait long enough, if yeah. I wait long enough, it'll go away. And, I, you know, I always have to chuckle because he said, um, uh, finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. Hiding your guilt from God is a really losing you just I was just going to ask you about that. Surely this had to be really exhausting. Oh, I can't on, imagine. On David's part, you know, trying to hide his guilt. And, it, and like you said a couple of days ago, it just one. Every time he tried that, it just made it a little worse. It gets more complex and and heavier. The the burden becomes heavier and heavier. (laughs) Well, you know, let let me go back. Let's just go ahead and read verse 3 through uh, the first part of verse 5 again so that we can really celebrate this last line. David said, uh, When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away. I groaned all day long, guilty and guilt out. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide all my guilt. I said, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And then look at this. And you forgave me. And all my, all guilt, my is guilt is gone. I can't help but think about the sermon series and Jonathan's message yeah. about the prodigal son. That yeah. sounds a lot like, I, you know, I said to myself, the prodigal son. Well, you so talked about self-talk. That's right. Day. We talked about self-talk last <laughs> week. Yeah, that was the self-talk. Well, here's some Jesus self-talk right here. Where <laughs> David right. is like, I'm going to say to myself, I and, and you're right, it's so much like Jonathan's message because mm-hmm. the prodigal son said to himself, mm-hmm. I'm going to arise and go home to my father's house, and here's what I'm going to say to my father. And, and there's yeah. David doing this. David said, I'll said, I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. You know, uh, Miriam, confess there is always an, an important word. It means to say the same thing. Um, clearly, David didn't say the same thing about what he did as God said about it. And we see this in Nathan's confrontation of David mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Nathan tells David a story and I don't want to belabor this story. It. Go, Go read, read it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, here's what Nathan, Nathan's David's pastor. Mm-hmm. And David's like, I, I did this. So what? You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. get past this. Nobody knows about it. And God sent David's pastor by to tell him a story. And people brought stories of things that were happening in the kingdom to mm-hmm. the king. You know, and Nathan says, David, I need to let you know about something that happened in the kingdom and get your take on what to do about this. And he said, there was a guy that had huge flocks of cattle, sheep. And the guy across the street from him had just one little ewe lamb. And it was like a pet. And this guy that had all these flocks, he had a traveler, a visitor come, and instead of killing one of the sheep in his own flock to make a meal, he went across the street, took the pet of his next door neighbor who just had this little sheep that they let drink out of the cup and everything. And 
David said they barbecued it for the guest. And Nathan said to David, what do you think? Or asked him, what do you think we should do about this? And David said, that man will die. Then he's going to pay back four times. I mean, David is irrational because you wouldn't kill somebody before they paid off you know, the mm-hmm. debt. But, and then Nathan looked at David and said, you're the man. You're the, you're man. the one who has done this. Mm-hmm. So clearly, David didn't look at his sin the way God looked at it. You know, he he would have said, well, you know, I, all kings do this and that kind of thing. But there came a point where he said the same thing about his sin that God said. That's a really important sin. point you make because I've gotten that question a lot over the years about the word confess because there's a lot of misunderstanding. Yeah. But basically it's just agreeing with God. When God says something is sin and we're agreeing with, agreeing with him, yes, yeah. this I agree, this is sin. I'm not saying it isn't so bad, it isn't really sin, we can't rationalize, we can't excuse it. We've got to be honest with God and agree with God. Yes, I agree with you, God, this is sin. Well, you know, even for us as Christ followers, it's not the easiest thing in the world to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, you know, when, you're, when we're confessing our sin, it's so easy to say, God, please forgive me for all the things I did wrong today. Yeah. Well, that's very different from saying, God, I lied. Mm-hmm. You know, Get specific. God, mm-hmm. I, I said something hateful to my wife, you know, and just put it out there. But it's important to do that because look at the result. You know, let mm-hmm. me go back and read that previous line. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave right. me and all my guilt is gone. And so un- until we agree with God that something is sin, there is no forgiveness to be had because we're not no. asking for forgiveness. No, no. Well, we, what, 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 are we, what are we to be forgiven for? Mm-hmm. But what liberty and what freedom there is, mm-hmm. and as David has said twice in verses one and two, what joy mm-hmm. there is to mm-hmm. be in this position, even though I did wrong, my sin has been forgiven and I'm cleared before God. Yeah. Well, Mary Alice, pray for us today. Okay, let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father, just like David, uh, we know that our sin has uh, separated us from you, whether as your child who's um, in some sort of rebellion against you, or maybe we've never had a relationship with you and we're walking in rebellion. And we're so thankful that you've opened that door that if we'll just be honest with you and come to you and confess our sin, agree with you that we are sinners and bring that sin to you, um, and put it under the blood of Jesus Christ for what he, um, that he made that payment for us, Father. And we know that that's a free gift we can just accept. And I just pray that you'd give us all the faith and the courage and the honesty to do that, knowing that on the other side of that is such great joy. And Father, please don't let the evil one rob us of that joy yes. and hold us in bondage to in our rebellion. And I pray for each and every person who's watching or listening to Noah's window today that that would be something that they'll take to heart even today that they will go to you in honesty and get that relationship all squared away knowing that that's what you want and um, and the joy is there for us to have if we'll just come to you in that honesty Uh, for each and every one facing special challenges today father i just pray that you would meet them in their moment of need that you would bring wisdom and healing and comfort and uh, all the things that are needed father only you know but i'm so thankful that you do know and you know each and every situation in great detail and i just pray that you would um, meet each and every one father please wrap your arms of love around them draw them close to you what a joy to know your presence in uh, each and every day of our life as we face different things and we'll give you all the glory and the honor and we ask all these things in jesus name amen well thanks for watching us today on noah's window mary Allison, i'll be back tomorrow because we have something really cool to point out and again i hope you're enjoying psalm 32 uh, we read it the other day in our one-year Bible, and it just really jumped off the page to me at what a wonderful 
explanation it is for the joy of being forgiven. We'll be back tomorrow.